630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chance. Score is tied at three, final 10 seconds, second period. Larson loads up, shoots, scores! Five hole! 4.3 to go in the period, and Edmonton has regained the lead, it's 4-3. to three. Dramatic turnaround late in the second period for the Edmonton Oilers. They were down 3-1. They get three goals in a span of 326, and they hang on to beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-3. The Oilers have won three straight for the first time since December 11th. That was the final win of a four-game road trip. They go 3-1-1 on this road trip. They have now won five of their last seven. They had won six of their previous 27 games. They're doing better now. And they are six points out of a playoff spot. Just for some context of why Rob and I continue to say how difficult it's going to be, in the last two weeks, so since two Tuesdays ago, the morning of two Tuesdays ago, the Oilers have gone 5-1-2. and It's an incredible record. And they have made up one point. They were seven points out that day, and they are now six points out. But they are playing a lot better and a dramatic victory tonight. It's 8.02. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers record for the season 29-30-7. Zach Cassian has scored in three straight games. Leon Dreisaitl outstanding again. He has 17 points over the course of an 11-game point streak. Rob will start with the pivotal part of the game. They score with 3.31 left in the second. They score with a minute 14 left in the second. And they score with 4.3 seconds left in the second period. How did they turn it around so quickly? Well, they, they started getting in on the forecheck. Uh, the Sabres, through the first 14 minutes of the second period, had shot after shot, opportunities. Koskinen makes big saves. And then the Oilers finally got playing the way they need to play against the Buffalo Sabre teams. They got pucks in deep. And then they worked over a Buffalo Sabre defense that was without two of their top four guys. They didn't take advantage of that through the first 35 minutes of the hockey game. But once they did, Buffalo couldn't contain them. They kept the pucks down deep. The the Oilers defensemen started pinching, keeping pucks in. And then they were forcing the Sabres to make the mistakes. And they made a number of them. Then the Sabres didn't get the save they needed. And everything started rolling towards the Edmonton Oilers' favor. So uh, Hitch made a couple adjustments in the game. He changed the lines around. He gave Leon his own line for the second period. And Leon was excellent in this hockey game. And he carried his line and helped carry this team to a a much-needed two points. Those are our adjustments of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Crazy third period. We will start with a bizarre play. 3.39 to go. Jason Pominville takes a cross-ice pass. He's virtually standing in the crease. He one-times it. Doesn't get all of it, but the puck's on the verge of going across the line, and he stopped his... Not only did he stop his own shot, he cleared 
the yeah. puck. How how does that happen? What's the What's the physics of that play, Professor Brown? Well, it's a TC Chen is what it is. There was a golfer years ago that did that in a in a match. He was chipping from off the green, and he hit it twice. And it was just he hit it one way, and then as he followed through, he hit it back the other way. I've seen it once before when I played junior hockey. I had a two-on-one with a guy named Ron Shudra, and it was a big night that night, and I passed it over to him late in the hockey game, and same thing. He shot it in the wide-open net. We all put our hands up, but as he followed through, he stopped the puck right on the goal line. Uh, it's hard to do. I don't think many, if any, players could try to do it and do it. Uh, and that's why you saw he looked dumbfounded. He had to watch the video screen to see what it did. he didn't get all the shots. No, right? no, he didn't. He didn't. Anyway, I mean, obviously, if he got all the shot, the it's, shot would have yeah. been going too fast. So he got part of it. But it was going in. And even if he, if he just kind of stopped or the puck stopped, he still had all the time in the world to put. There was no one near him. Koskinen wasn't coming back to get the puck. But he actually shot it harder out than he did in. Like, the backhand was harder than the, the one going in. And just before that, I said when Skinner hit the post, I said, oh, this is the Oilers' night. They're getting the breaks. Well, I didn't realize that that was prophetic because that was even bigger. I mean, Palmaville, who is a goal scorer in the National Hockey League, has been for years. Uh, he's never done that in his career. And uh, fortunately for the Oilers, uh, but, I mean, Connor gave one back to them late in the game when he had a wide-open open, empty net post. So uh, it was a weird game, but the bounces fortunately turned for the Oilers. The Skinner play was with seven and a half left, and... He hit the post. He was in behind Koskin, but really down low. So did he just not quite have the angle there? Well, yeah, it, it was it was a great deflection, but it's a very, very tough deflection. And the unfortunate thing for him is when it hit the post, it had enough juice on it that it went too far ahead. Because uh, you saw like, he still had time to get his own rebound and put it open the net, but that puck went too far and out of his reach. Uh, when you're snake bitten, and right now, it's funny calling a guy with 36 goals snake bitten, but that's the ninth game in a row. Skinner hasn't scored. Plays like that happen against you. Earlier in the season when he's scoring, he's probably bouncing him in off his foot, off a player and into the net. There he's got a great opportunity, but uh, Koskinen made big saves when he had to and got some lucky breaks when he needed them. And, and you referenced McDavid hitting the post with an empty net, minute left, and, and as soon as that puck got by the Buffalo defenseman, you and I looked at each other and said, oh, Connor's going to get there, and he was about half a zone behind the defenseman still got the puck shot from the top of the circle probably could have walked into the he, he could have uh, in all honesty if if someone would have texted me in slow motion and said hey I will bet your house that he misses. I would have taken that bet. I would have bet my house on that. We would have been sleeping out in our car tonight, our family, because I would have bet that Connor McDavid would have put it in the wide open net. And then you're then you're thinking anyone that's watched the the Oilers years ago when Patrick Steffen hit the post on a wide open or missed the net on a wide open net, and the Oilers came back and scored right away. You're thinking, okay, tell me the Buffalo Sabers aren't going to take advantage of this. They almost did. They had a couple of good chances, but that didn't well, hurt got the a Oilers. Power play. Yep, they got a power play because of it. Left, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was, it, you know what? It was an entertaining game. I'm not, it wasn't perfect by either team, but it was certainly an entertaining game. Oilers win at 4-3. Only one other game tonight on the Edmonton Trailers scoreboard. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. Two minutes into the second period, Toronto leading Calgary 3-0. We'll keep an eye on that one for you as the Leafs come through Western Canada. They have Vancouver on Wednesday, and then they're at Rogers Place to play the Oilers on Saturday night. You can get us at 780-496-0063. Yeah, a lot happened in this game. I mean, first minute of the game, Chase on shoots the puck over the glass, trying to clear it, and on the ensuing power play, 
both teams score. It was 1-1 early with Chase Lund in the box. Well, something that you pointed out uh, earlier on this road trip is Hitch is throwing out Leon and Connor to start most penalty kills. And in my belief is, A, they want Leon because he's their best centerman on the ice. And they want Connor because if Leon's going to win the faceoff, you can have set plays. And a set play simply is put the puck in an area where Connor can win a race to it. And they've had a number of good scoring chances because of it. And that one was just a fantastic play by Darnell Nurse hitting Connor McDavid full speed. And then Connor with a nifty, like, if anyone gets a chance, it looked like he just kicked it up from his skate to his stick. But if you watch it in slow motion, he actually does it like a soccer style where he kicks it up the on the opposite side of his foot. It's I don't know anyone that would even try to do that in a game, but he did it and then never lost stride. And that's what... Uh, separates the great ones is when they get a play or a pass that is bad, it it doesn't affect them. They don't lose stride. And then, again, Leon Dreisaitl, when he gets his chances, he makes no mistake. Huge goal at that point. And you're thinking, all right, the route is on for the Oilers. Uh, But Jack Eichel, who wanted to make an impression tonight and did. He played great. He played very, very good, unfortunately for him. And what we've seen a lot with Connor and Leon, unfortunately for him, a lot of it is by himself. Well, and, and a lot of, so we, we, re, we referenced Skinner and Pommenville. They won't be sleeping well tonight. And just over a minute left, Eichel had the that shot, Koskinen saved that couldn't cover the rebound, and it went over to Eichel on his off wing, and then they showed the replay. I mean, you just, one of those, you just get under it, because that flew well over the net on a great scoring opportunity. Well, I think that hit Chris Russell. I think Russ, yeah, Russell de- deflected that one up and over, too, and... Uh, not surprising is Russell is his willingness to put his body in the in the way. And again, this is a, you you learn a lot about what the coach thinks about his players in the positions that he puts them. Late in the game, with the game on the line, it was Russell and Nurse that were out there. A lot of faith in in those two players in a defensive situation from Ken Hitchcock. All right, so the Oilers win it four three over the Sabers. Leon Drysital. Another big game for him. He has a goal and an assist. He plays 24 minutes and 3 seconds, and he continues to roll along. He is now up to 83 points on the season. Here's Dreisaitl. Right, they never quit. It's never over. Yeah, um, you know we said it before. Uh, a lot of people are against us. We know that, but we're not going to stop until uh, you know it's it's over or we're in. So, um, you know, another another gutsy effort. Um, really good road trip from from the whole group, and um, yeah, we got to keep this up. What made you guys believe that you know down three to one and the, you know closing minutes of the second period that you guys could score three goals in that sort of a span? Well, it's it's more about keep keeping them out of net um you know a lot of nights two three goals is uh, has to be enough in this league and um you know we saw it last game in, in columbus um if you play defense the right way you're going to win hockey games and um you know we did that tonight again other than maybe a few um a few breakdowns but um you know that's that's part of the game um so yeah it was a, a solid effort and um you know we um yeah we, we hung in there and, and, and we battled back uh, normally when mcdavid bears in on an empty net you figure it's good. it should be good it's nice that you can rag us razz about it now that you won't <laughs> yeah it's nice now um you know, it's also nice that um you know they they killed off that stupid penalty by me there but um you know that's that's what a team does you know we, we stick for, stick up for each other um you know we're, we got a, uh, a great group of guys in here and, and and we believe in each other and um you know we have to make sure we keep pushing you, you, you guys go home now for a 
fairly long stretch. It sets up well for you now if you can, you know, just transfer what you've been doing here at home. How do you how do you go about doing that? Yeah, we just gotta play uh, play the uh, the same way. Uh, have the same mindset. Um, you know, go about it as uh, as if we're playing away. Probably. Um, you know, uh, obviously we, we're gonna have our fans uh, uh, with us, so um, we're gonna we're gonna have to play that that same type of hockey. You scored a goal like that before. I mean, what's it like knowing the puck is always gonna find your stick when you're skating with a guy like Connor? Yeah, I mean he's he's obviously a, a special talent, and um, you know if if you know that it's coming, um, you know it's not too hard to 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 figure out where to go and and, and find open ice. So um, it's a nice play by him. Did you hear nurse on that play? Uh, no, I, I saw him. Um, I didn't hear. I don't know if he was screaming. Um, no, no, I know. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily looking at him, but I knew he was there. Did you, like you said, you said you knew he was there? Did, did you sense how good of a chance it could be for him if you gave him the puck right there? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that they were on the outside a little bit, and um, you know, I saw him, saw him going through from the point, and um, you know, he made a nice read, and uh, you know, I just uh, tried to lay it in there for him. These last 20 games, maybe the best you felt in your career. Um, I mean, you always have stretches where um, you probably feel it a little more than <laughs> in other stretches, but, um, you know, obviously uh, I've been feeling good and, um, and hopefully I can keep it up. Well, Dreisaitl's feeling it. 41 goals now on the season to go along with 83 points. Uh, I mean, he's been incredible lately. And, Rob, I just want to reference this list I had on the face-off show. The uh, Oilers, who have had 80-point seasons this century. Doug Waite had 90 points in 2000-2001. Taylor Hall had 80 exactly in 13-14. Now, we also had 50 points in 45 games in 12-13. So that was the lockout short mm-hmm. season. So, obviously, on pace for 80. McDavid has reached 80 points three years in a row. He's up to... 92 and and Leon already at 83. So I mean, 50 goals is within reach, and obviously so is 100 points with uh, with 16 games left. He's at 83. Well, absolutely. And and just looking at the updated stats right now, he's now tied for fourth in the National Hockey League in scoring, and he's tied with a guy named Johnny Goudreau who's having a an MVP type se- season in Calgary, and a guy named Sidney Crosby. So right now, Leon Draisaitl is fourth in the National Hockey League in scoring. And only, what's, what's Connor got, 92 now? So he's, what, nine points behind Connor McDavid. Leon is having an exceptional year. And it is funny, you and I were talking, and it's a long shot. Actually, it was, I think it was my brother or son that asked me this morning. It's a long shot that the others make the playoffs. Yeah. If they do, my, bro- my son goes, would Leon Dreisaitl start getting votes for MVP? And I'm like, you know what? If they make the playoffs... No, because they're going to give it to Connor McDavid. But uh, he, he's got to be. He's in, having an incredible year. He, he is having an incredible year, and, and he's 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 carrying this team. Like when when Connor McDavid was injured, he carried or suspended and sick. He carried the team. Like he willed the team. Uh, he has taken his game to to another level, and it's not just offensively. We should, we talked one time. You and I were watching the period where Leon made a great play offensively, in deep in the offensive zone. And then you show they show the, the top angle coming down. He was the first guy back in his own zone. Like, he's doing it in both ends. Uh, he is uh, he's trying to will, and a lot of these players are trying to will themselves into the playoffs, and they're at least making it interesting. Well, for Dreisaitl, and, and you know, the, the guys who play a lot in the offensive players, they're always going to get singled out if there's a defensive error or why, mm-hmm. don't, why don't they work hard in both ends of the ice. And there's always going to be mistakes. But you wonder, too, I mean, that play against San Jose where Kane 
mm-hmm. was a zone behind him, yep. and and Leon just was totally unaware. Let him skate. I mean, you wonder sometimes a guy feels embarrassed, or or I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but he knows he, he, he knows. knows, and that's. I mean that there that wasn't one of those where it's like oh well there were five other guys yeah. on the ice who could have done their job too. That, that no, was that was like, on him. Yeah. And, and and mistakes are made. And bef- even before that happened, I, th- I and I still say I, to me Leon Dreisaitl is the best defensive forward that the others have. I honestly believe that. And I remember that night he, he made a mistake and it was a bad mistake and it cost the others a goal. And uh, we had a caller call in that said that they would have benched Leon Dreisaitl. They would have sat his butt on the bench. And I said, well, no, you don't. Mistakes happen. You see how players respond. Now, if the mistake is over and over and over again, well, now you have to have a, a, a serious conversation about what you're going to do going forward. But for, for, and we talked about it with Bob Stoffer after the game tonight about Adam Larson. When a player makes a mistake, he knows it. He doesn't need to come back to the bench and get yelled at or screamed at. Uh, because he knows he made the mistake. You send him back out there and you see how he responds. And the response from Leon Dreisettle over the last 10 games or whatever, whatever it's been since then has been outstanding. 4-3, the Oilers beat the Sabres. You can get us at 780-496-0063. My goodness. Scott in Boston. Leading off like a young Dustin Pedroia. Did he lead, does he lead off or used to lead off? I don't know. Go ahead, Scott. We're really going to go <laughs> b- baseball. I can only handle one thing at a time. Hockey, football. I mean, we are, hey, I hate to say it. We are, uh, know what I said the other day on Boston Sports Radio, Reed? I said, it is possible we could win all four sports teams in the same year. The Red Sox already did it. The Pats just did it. The Bruins are looking pretty good. Yeah. And the Celtics are capable, and that would be sick. Uh, yeah, right, that that's good, that is a good point. That is a really, really good point. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty crazy. I love it. But you know who I want? You know who I wanted to make the playoffs on any of the aforementioned teams? The God darn Edmonton Oilers. Now listen, here we go. Read as usual, please, sir. Grant me 15 seconds at the end for Rob Brown trivia time. Yeah, it'll happen. Right now we're three and three. Rob, I got one for you tonight, buddy, and it relates to Pittsburgh. Here we go. All right. Buckle your seatbelts, Alberta, because this team is. I'm telling you, they're capable. Oh my God, I'm so fired up. I'm standing right now talking to Western Canada. <laughs> they they went from up one nothing to down three to one tonight. They stayed poised. I swear this Oilers team is like a race car at a red light. The only thing that's going to keep them out of the playoffs is they're going to run out of real estate. They're going to run out of games. If they were 40, if this was midseason, they'd be fine. Now, is there any chance the players or management are listening to this, Reed? Uh, any chance well, at all? Definitely not the players. <laughs> I'm not all sure right. they get it on the airplane coming home. All right. Well, I hope they listen to we'll, it later. We'll tape it for, you, for them and please we'll send do. it to them. Yes. Please, please do. Because I'm telling you right now. The biggest thing in all of sports is when you go on a, a, a road trip out west. I call it out west because I'm in Boston. You guys would call it going out east, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go out east, your first game home, you usually come out flat. So they need to prevent that trap. Now, their next game is Wednesday night, I believe? Uh, Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night. That is the trap game. You know what they should do? You know what they should do, Scott? They should, yes, sir. They should set up an exhibition game for Wednesday night, and then that'll be their trap <laughs> game, and then they'll be better for Thursday. Well, no, it's just part of being alive. Like they're going to see their families again. They've been away for twelve days or whatever. But you gotta, you gotta nail that game. Who are they playing Thursday? Vancouver Canucks. And very, yeah, very important game. I, I hate Vancouver. I remember the Sidian <laughs> sisters. I mean the Sidian brothers. Oh, come joke. on. Be that, nice. We call them the Sidian sisters out here in Boston when we mop the floor with them in the Cup Finals in '11. All right, let me stay on point. So. Boom, bang. All right, the first thing this team needs to do is get back to 500. They're one game under, correct? Yep. Get back to 500. And I'll tell you what, Reed and Rob and everyone listening, 
You show me Edmonton Oilers an eight seed, and I'll show you an awesome playoff series in May. Because I would love to see them. I don't care who the one seed is. Give me one well, of them. They would be. Give me it, would be it would be the Calgary Flames. Bring it! Oh my God! And that's the biggest rival of Edmonton. Obviously, it is. Right? That would be fun. Can you imagine Calgary Edmonton round one playoffs? I'm getting excited thinking about it. <laughs> well, I can because I've seen it before. But honestly, some people never have, which is pretty sad. Scott, trivia time. Go ahead. Trivia time, Rob. What's up, kiddo? I'm I'm waiting for this. I I, I was good with the Gretzky stuff. I'm scared about the Pittsburgh stuff. Well, well, with three and three, I keep uh-huh. back with three and three. Okay. I've given you six. I've been calling that long, I guess. All right. This is Pittsburgh related because, as you told me in the last call. I did not know that. You actually played with Mario. I did not know that. I knew mm-hmm. you were on Pittsburgh. Did you actually play with him for real? I did. For you're on the same line. Three years. That is no no kidding. Who was the other winger? <laughs> a guy I named know this. Bob Airy. Bob Airy, of course. The neck breaks for a while, right? He had a neck issue, right? I mean, uh, I, not when I played the there. Thing. Jake Offield had a neck brace. He was our tough guy. All right, trivia. Go right, here. I'm ready for you. Time. I could talk. I forget we're on the air right now. I could talk to you guys. Like, <laughs> it's all right. People I have turned it off. It's okay. No, that's good. No, they haven't. They're turning it up, <laughs> not off. They're turning it up, not off. What's up, Canada? All right, listen, Rob. Yes. Mario Lemieux. Yes. Tupac question. What was his highest goal total in a season, and how Ooh. far short did he fall from Wayne Gretzky, who owns the record? If you name both numbers, I'll be impressed. In, in, Mario's in Gretzky, high goal. Go easy. In goals? Like, yeah. the, how yeah, many short he was of Gretzky's? Gretzky. Well, Gretzky's is, Gretzky's is 92. Um, Mario? Bingo, yep. yep. Um, and what, what Mario's highest point? Don't Google it, don't you? No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. I can't even Google. What was Mario's highest goal total in the season? I'm going to go with... Oh, God, I he don't know. He was so good. What a hockey play he was, by the way. Oh, my God. Well, it would have he been the a... year he had 199 points, so I'm going to go uh, with... Well, well, uh, we're not asking for points. I'm going to keep you I on know. topic. We're looking for goals. <laughs> 85? 86. Oh! Goals. Seriously? Right hey, that'll be 4-3 Scott in Boston, just so you know, and I'll talk oh, to yeah, you I got this. Week. Okay, wait a sec. Hey, listen. Why? Before you dump, before you dump the call, Reed. I'm not kidding. Tell the guys who talk to the players, don't come out flat because that... This could be a losing I'll, game I'll the first game Scott on. Boston don't says, do so. it. Because this team, don't do it. Don't come out flat. This team can go on a run. 5-0-2, I believe, in the last seven or whatever it is. 5 uh, 5-1-2 I'm not kidding you. They're, they're, oh, one more thing, Reed. One more thing, my man. <laughs> Everyone says, oh, they only made up one point, right? Oh, they had a great two weeks. Well, they made up a point. I say Don't that. think like that. Don't think like that. Just win tonight. All tonight, right. we're playing a hockey game. Win tonight. Thank hey, you, I'm Scott. still rooting. I got faith. I got faith. Thank you, Reed. Thank you, Rob. Later, boys. That is Scott in Boston. Wasn't it 85? Um, Did he have 86 goals? No, it, it's, I'm looking it up right now. It's 85. It was the year he had 199 points. So, actually, if Scott's still listening, 4-3 for me. <laughs> It is 8:23. The Oilers beat the Sabres 4-3. Whenever they get to five in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Steak and seafood right at your table. Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Five or more means you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Brandon and Fred are up next on the phones. You will also hear from Hitch. Oilers take down the Sabres 4-3. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 632. Nugent token pressure up top. He's out there with McDavid. Eichel curled it back. Darlene. What time a wrist line and save made by Koskinen. Koskinen save of the game for Jiffy Loop. Get winter ready at jiffyloopservice.ca. Koskinen tonight making 30 
five stops. He gets the victory. His record improves to 19-15-4 on the season. The Oilers rally from a 3-1 deficit with three goals late in the second period, and they hold on to beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-3. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in this evening. By the way, we are looking for someone to finish the play. We are looking for someone who has never called 630 Ched before to be our finish the play contestant before. Be honest, because Kellen will be able to tell if your number pops up as new or not. 780-496-0063. Well, Brandon has called us before. Brandon, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. So, uh, sorry, just a couple of questions on the defensive core for the Oilers. I know since um, Sekiro's come back, it's, got, it's been stabilized a bit more. What do you think the biggest impact Sekiro's had on the defensive core? And um, what do you guys think of Darnell Nurse's play this year? I know people were wiping on him a little bit when Clefbaum was out, so he's playing over his head. What's your guys' opinion on that? Thanks, Brandon. Uh, I think Sakura comes, and what we talked, I think, last game and the game before, I think Benning is a good number six defenseman. I do. He's plus again tonight. He's plus 11 on the season, which leads the Oilers. But when Sakura's out and Benning is playing with a uh, Petrovich or a Manning or, or, or someone like that or a Wyman or whoever they had here, Benning has had to carry the pairing. With Sakura being back, he doesn't have to carry the pairing. Now, uh, a Sakura who has played in all situations, has been the best defenseman on this team in the past, is a smart player. Now there's less pressure on Benning. So I think Sekra just, he's a safety valve, a safety net for the third pairing that just, uh, you can put him out there and feel safe. And when you can do that with your third pairing, you can feel safe with Sekra out there just about, just about anyone. So it's a, a calming influence on Benning and the entire defensive core. I think Darnell Nurse, when he was playing 27, 28, 30 minutes, uh, and he was playing tough minutes because he was playing against the other team's best players. I think there were times where he got exposed a little bit. So part of it was through, through fatigue. Uh, it took him away from some of the other things that he's good at, being physical, being nasty, being mean. But when you're tired from playing 28, 30 minutes against the other team's best players, you don't have the energy to do that. Now that Clefbaum's back and Nurse has moved into the second pairing, he's better on the power play because he's not as tired. He gets to play a little feisty. He's got a little more pep in his step, and that's where we saw him jumping up today on the goal he scored. I think Darnell Nurse has played well. I, I honestly believe he has played better than I thought he was capable of playing this year. Oilers win 4-3 over Buffalo. Hanny, this is your first time calling Chet. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Are you ready to finish the play? Let's give it a shot. Are you near a computer, or can you type into your phone? I'm actually in my car parked waiting for one of my buddies to come pick me up. So. Okay, well, uh, I want you to do a search or test your mental knowledge of Zach Cassian while we play the clue. Your name's already into, or you're, you already have an eight-day parking pass at EIA courtesy Jet Set Parking. Best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park for as low as five ninety-eight per day with the promo code CHED. Here's what we have. It's loose at center. Oh, oh Wilson flattened Ooh. by Cassian. A huge hit. Big hit by Cassian. Now, if you're correct here, Hanny, your name goes into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. This is worth a thousand bucks for whoever wins it. Hanny, uh, who drafted Zach Cassian? Who drafted Zach Cassian? 13th overall in 2009. I'll give you a hint. It was one of the two teams playing today. And it wasn't the Oilers. <laughs> 
I'm going to go with... It was one of the two teams playing today on Ched. Oh, so the Buffalo Sabres. Absolutely, up. buddy. That is a good okay. guess. Hang on the line, okay? <laughs> and he's going into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Okay, we got to do the news and weather here. Fred and Sean are up next on the phones. You will hear from Hitch. Edmonton rallies to win 4-3. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Chan. It's the Oilers' third straight win. First time they've won three in a row since they had a four-game winning streak from December 5th to the 11th. And I, this is worth repeating. They have won five of their last seven. They had won six of their previous 27. They're playing much better so now. So those are much better results. Those are much Recently, better. six out of the playoffs. So tomorrow, Dallas and Minnesota will both play. They have the two wildcard spots. So the Oilers are six behind both those teams. Uh, Arizona plays tomorrow. Colorado plays tomorrow. Vancouver plays on Wednesday against Toronto. They've, they're now two behind the Oilers. So it, it'll be, well, it'll be six, seven, or eight. Mm-hmm. They'll be out of it going into the game against the Canucks on Thursday. Uh, there's well, there's three teams they really have to watch, and that's Dallas, Minnesota, and Arizona. Since they, they're the three... You're writing off Colorado? Nope, not yet, but they're, those are the three, the main three. And then, oh, actually, uh, although in the next, tomorrow, Colorado, Arizona, and one of, two of those two have, both have winnable games, and I can't remember where it's... Arizona like, plays Anaheim. They sh- that's Colorado a plays Detroit. Yep. Minnesota plays Nashville. Dallas plays the Rangers. Yes, so three of the four have winnable games. The Wild have a tough one. Well, Wild won in Calgary. Got a shootout point against Nashville yesterday. Mm-hmm. They've been doing well lately. Yep, they play Nashville again, don't they? Later on. No, I... isn't, that, isn't that their next game? Is well, against yes, Nashville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, yes. Yeah, so they're going back-to-back with Nashville. Oilers win 4-3 over Buffalo. Kyle Brodziak's goal late in the second period. I know there was some talk about could have that uh, been reviewed, and you thought it might have ticked his stick anyway on the way in. No, I think I think it was off his toe. I think it was off his foot. Off foot. Uh, the coach cannot challenge that. Coaches can only challenge goalie interference and offside. I didn't know that. So it would have been a league-initiated review. So they obviously didn't see enough there to take a further look at it. Oh, and in all honesty, like on a deflection, they rarely. Well, I didn't a kicking motion. Yeah, I didn't see anything that would make me think it should have been reviewed. I know that Bob and Jack both were disappointed that the coach, Phil Housley, didn't. Um, obviously, you said that he can't, so I'm sure Phil Housley knew that. But there was nothing in the replay that I saw that would suggest that they, the league would want to review it. It, it simply hit his toe. It, it's hard to... I mean, you're a really good soccer player if you're one-timing a 95-mile-an-hour slap shot with your foot. So I, <laughs> I, I, I think that... Point. I think that uh, it was a good goal and a very important goal for Kyle Brodziak. All right, we have Fred on line three. Go ahead, Fred. Hey, uh, he used to coach out at Fair Park a years ago, a couple years after Hitchcock. What do you think the chances are that uh, he'll be back next year for another year? Very slim, if not yeah. none. I, I, yeah, I don't know, Fred. If if they go on an incredible run and get in, then then maybe. But there's going to be a new GM. Rob has told dozens of stories about how grading he can be <laughs> so I, yeah. I i don't know i i i'm not i don't i would say if the oilers miss the playoffs zero chance he'll be back i think yeah. if the oilers make the playoffs and lose out in the first round i think zero percent i think if he goes past the they make the playoffs he goes past the first round then i think 
then you'd have to to look at him as coming back. But as of right yeah. now, I don't think. But I mean, and, and a lot of it has simply has to do with there will be a new GM here, and a new yeah. GMs don't want to be saddled with someone else's um, coaches because uh, yeah. there's things that needed to be changed here. Obviously, the others wouldn't be where they are in the standings. Yeah, yeah good point. Thanks, guys. Okay, see you, Fred. Thanks for calling. Oilers win 4-3. Let's go back to Buffalo, and here is Ken Hitchcock. Oh, somewhat exciting. Uh, just fighting back and winning such an important game. Uh, what's your sense of just the battle level of this club? Well, the battle level, it wasn't clean. We, we looked like a team that was on the end of a long road trip at the start. We got some juice in the second period, and, and then a couple of breaks in the third. Both teams missed empty nets in the third, and uh, overall, the, the juice we got in the second period allowed us, so we stayed with it. I thought our goalie, when it was 3-1, held us together. And, and then when we started to we started to create some cycle game in the second, like towards the end of the second, we felt a lot more comfortable in our game. But today was exactly what it was. It was a gutsy win. It was a, you know, a never-say-die a never type of effort again. We've getting a lot of that right now. And... We just got to stay with it. How much do you thank your lucky stars on the post and what Pommetville, you know, double hitting the puck that way? And yeah, well, the, those things even out. Like, like, yeah, we got a break, but we've we've had we've had unbelievable, unfortunate things happen to us in Montreal and in Philadelphia, where we could have walked out with two points there. So those things equal out. I, I, I'm I'm just uh, proud of our guys the way we we responded. We didn't uh, we didn't go put our second foot on the bus. We, we dug in and played and competed, and it's a good sign for, for the team for now and good sign for moving forward, real good sign for moving forward. Ken, you, you guys close out this road trip 3-1-1. One, one. Uh, how does this set you guys up for the final 16 games with 10 games being at home ice? I, what it sets us up with is we're going to have to win our home games and play better at home than we've ever played this year if we expect to get in. But we've given ourselves a chance, but we're going to have to go and earn it. They're not going to give us points at home. We, 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 quite frankly, have to play better at, at home uh, than we have all year uh, if we expect to do it. But no, now we've opened the door for ourselves and we just want to keep playing. I think that we've played much better on the road lately uh, than we have at home. And we're going to have to go and take some of the stuff we've been doing on the road into our home games. You said that you're sort of basing that on, on, the, on your checking style and, and your equipment. Is that a, a harder thing to do at home to convince players? Well, to... I think you become impatient. I think when you don't have success right away, we, we've shown impatience. We, we haven't stuck with it. You know, we've, we've tried to crack it open and, and paid for it because of that. We've got into the trading chances game, whereas we stay with it on the road. You know, we, we understand what we've got, we understand who we are, and we're willing to stay with it. Whereas at home, we, we get impatient and we want to strike right away. So if we can bring some of that patience off the road back home and keep working like we are and keep having the good spirit we got going, you never know. And you're talking about uh, Leon Dreisaitl's defensive play and, and his positioning this morning. What did you think about that pass he made to uh, Darnell Nurse on the Well, it's not surprising, but we we had some people that were struggling and we need Connor and uh, Darnell to, or sorry, and, and Leon to run the lines. We needed those guys to run the lines. And and they both did a great job today. You know, they, they needed to carry some people. Other guys were struggling and um, and they did exactly what good players and leaders do. That's exactly what we need from our leaders, and those two guys stepped up big time. And when you say that the things went, the things finally went your way, does that include Connor, you know, missing the open net there? It just doesn't happen all that. Yeah, well, that it's, you know, 
those things happening in the game, and I was the play. The play. He, he, you know, he missed it, and that that happens. But how about the play he makes later when he he stays with it in the neutral zone, just to get the puck deep? I mean, he's a special player, and I, he's become a special competitor, which is a good sign. All right, there's Hitch as the Oilers get it done in Buffalo. Four three is your final. Rob, I want to bring up one thing quickly here because I was just the the highlights were were looping on a account on the on my Twitter feed. And how many times over the years of you and I doing this together have we talked about it? Have Oilers fans called in and lamented this one timing the puck? Well, today Zach Cassian one times the puck to get a goal. Darnell Nurse one times the puck to get a goal. And I, I, I thought the casting goal was a great example, and I think he's more confident and he's playing with better mm-hmm. players. But how many times have you seen a great pass over the years by McDavid, by Dreisaitl, by Hall going back, by Nugent Hopkins, wasted because a guy stopped the puck? Well, Cassian just blasted it there. Nurse just blasted it. They both go in. Well, it's something that we talked about for, for a couple of years where if I'm a winger and I'm coming to Edmonton, I'd spend my whole summer practicing my one-timer simply because, and that's, you also got to throw Nugent Hopkins into that. You have three great passers mm-hmm. in the middle. And there was too many guys, and, and, and I loved Jordan Everly and what he was capable of doing, but the one thing he didn't have in his repertoire was a one-timer. And, and you saw tonight, Cassian doesn't have a great one-timer. He doesn't. But he hit the puck and he put it on net. And if you do that, a goaltender has absolutely zero time to adjust. He can't set himself. And you saw uh, the goalie coming across, and he was diving like face first, trying to come across because the puck comes off so quickly. Uh, Nurse is a little; his was a little easier one timer because he was walking into it. Mm-hmm. The Cassian one—that's a hard—that's a hard play. It is. It not um, a lot of guys in the NHL can't make that shot, and and it's too bad because if he would have cradled it and then shot it. It wouldn't have been in. The goaltender would have been across. So you put the puck on that. It was a wonderful pass, but those are the passes you have to one time. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Zach Askin is spending more time practicing as one-timers now that he's playing up with Connor McDavid. I know I would be. I'd be going on the ice every morning a little earlier, and I'd be staying a little bit later just to work on that because that's a a good one-timer. For an uh, an average, for a third or fourth liner, there's a difference between seven goals and 11. Yeah, good point. And, and if for a, a good hockey player in your first or second line, that's the difference between a 21-goal season and a 30-goal season. So it, it's well worth the practice. Oilers win 4-3 over the Sabres. They go 3-1-1 one, and one on their five-game road trip. We have Sean on the line. Sean, thank you for calling. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. Hey, so I just want to stick, uh, stick with Zach Katzen uh, here. Um, so... Uh, there was the speculation earlier in the season, uh, you know, with his agent or whatever, maybe looking for a trade. And then um, around the trade deadline, you know, there was rumors like, you know, maybe he would, he yep. could be a piece that Oilers would trade or whatever. Now, <clears throat> he, uh, in my opinion, I think Zach Eisen is a great player. You know, uh, he shows that he can play on the first line. You know, he's durable. He can play on, you know, he's a great fourth liner. He can grind it out. Um, now, regardless if Oilers make the playoffs this year or not, I'm not sure what the terms are on Zach Cassian's contract. He's got one more year left on his contract at I think 1.9 million. Yep, exactly. I think. Okay, and that's you know that's a great uh, great deal for a player like that. Now, say in the off season, if you guys are Oilers management, um, do you like obviously you're going to shop out you know and look at offers and stuff like that, but um, would you guys if you guys were in the position would you try to keep Cassian? 
or would you, if something you know amazing came along? Because I think he, uh, you know, he'd be a pretty high valued player. Maybe you toss something in with him, but uh, would you like? Would you guys like to see him stick in Edmonton, or if there's a possibility, you know, move for something greater? Yeah. When, when Zach Cassian's playing the way he is right now, then he can be uh, a valuable player for the team. Uh, but Zach Cassian in, in the past hasn't had consistency. He's, he played first line for a little while in Vancouver with the Sedins and showed flashes, but there was no consistency. This year at the beginning of the season when he asked to be traded, he wasn't playing very much because... We got scratched a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, simply because he wasn't putting in the type of effort in the games that they needed. He was, he, they, they, I remember there was someone that came out and said, you know, Florida could use a player like Cassian, a guy that, you know, drives the net, that'll fight, that'll be physical. And I said, well, the others could use that too. They just need him to do when that. He does it, yeah. And he hadn't. Um, he's played better as of late. Uh, a new GM that's going to come in is probably going to if, if if someone makes an offer, you look at any offer. When you, if your team misses a playoffs, you look at any offer that comes across your table, and then you try it away. I, the one thing that I didn't like, and this isn't to, to bash on Shirelli, but I didn't like when he when he came out. Sometimes you 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 can't win every trade. Sometimes you you know you you don't win the trade, but it makes you better down the road. Well, no, you don't try to ever not win a trade. If there's a trade that the Oilers can make that they can win then I think just about anyone on the roster, just about anyone on the roster, is available. Uh, Cassian's playing very well right now. If he continues to do that the rest of the season, the Oilers are a better hockey club. They just need him to do that. Well, and it's not true with every player, but contract near year next year. Most yeah, most players seem to have better years in their contract. Well, they are. They, there's a little more desperation in their game. And, and, it's, and it's the truth. It's... Uh, it's just human nature. Whew, at the end of the season, yeah. uh, and, and it's would you it, like to double your salary? Well, and for some, some players, it's it's staying in the league. It's getting another contract. There's that desperation for the the stars. It's do I get you know six million a year? Or do I get eight million a year? So there's a lot of incentive to having a good year. And Zach Cassian's a guy that the incentive is having another contract, not yeah. more money, but just simply getting another contract. But a very good twenty game stretch for him. Probably maybe his best. I agree. All around. I mean, he had, obviously, when they made the playoffs, everybody looked better. He had mm-hmm. a couple of big playoff games, but maybe most consistent stretch for him. Yeah, because even in the playoffs that year, he had a couple of big games, but then he was unnoticeable in a few. Here, he's been noticed every night. Now, obviously, when you play with McDavid, that helps, and McDavid and Drysaddle even more so, but a lot of guys have auditioned there, and his little run has been one of the longer stretches of any player. So, uh, good on him. Uh, the Oilers can certainly use his effort and uh, what he brings uh, the remainder of the season. We say farewell to Ted Lindsay today, passes away at the age of 93. And for face-off trivia, we reminded you that Ted Lindsay was the leading scorer in the NHL in 1949-50. Which Red Wings teammate was second Gordie in scoring? Howe? Gordie Howe was third. Sid Abel oh, was Sid. a point ahead of Gordie and nine points back of Ted Lindsay. Weren't, were they, weren't they a line? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good line. So, One, two, three in his league scoring. So Desi goes into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card, courtesy Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. The Oilers come from behind to beat Buffalo 4-3. John is up next on the phone lines. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers. By Gagne for Dreisler. Last four minutes, all Edmonton here in this second period. Minute 15 to go. One-timer, nurse score! Set up by Dreisler. And Edmonton's tied the game. Three all. And they would score shortly after that to shock the Buffalo Sabres with three goals. 
in 326 late in the second period. Edmonton wins at 4-3. They survive a couple close calls by the Sabres in the third. McDavid could have sealed it in the last minute, hit the post, staring at an empty net, but Edmonton gets it done. They win their third in a row. Nurse had a goal and an assist. Dreisaitl had a goal and an assist. McDavid, two points, 4-3, Edmonton over Buffalo. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. <laughs> Thanks a lot for tuning in. We have John on line one. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Reed. I am calling. Are you still there? Yeah, it's good to hear from you, man. See, I'm calling to... Uh to apologize to Leon. I'm the idiot who said that Hitchcock should bench him after a couple lazy shifts. I'm sorry, Leon. I'm sorry, <laughs> Reed. I'm sorry, Rob. I can't believe I said something that stupid. No, that wasn't don't stupid. Don't that don't was it was emotional. It was emotional. Yeah, it was emotional. It's okay, John. <laughs> Listen, um, we've passed a couple teams. We're in the mix almost. We need some help, you know, from the, the really good teams like Nashville is playing Minnesota Tuesday. Minnesota's playing in Tampa Bay Thursday. Calgary's playing Arizona on Thursday. If those better teams could just hold up their end of the bargain, we we might have a chance. And, and we can in the meantime we can just sit back and relax and watch Connor and Leon going at warp speed. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm wondering if there's ever been a team that made the playoffs when they fired both the coach and the general manager midway through the season. Well, Maybe co- that'll be another first for the Oilers. Well, coach, definitely. Thanks, John, because Pittsburgh, two of the three cups under Crosby, they've changed coaches midseason. But a and GM. I'm, yeah, I'd have to, we'd have to give that a Google. I'll look into that, John, or somebody will know and... and Email me. Uh, yeah, I mean, write, and it's, write me a letter. And it is, it is fun. Uh, standings those watching are the biggest now. Things you can do: fire those two guys. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's all you that can do. Well, actually, really no. In Edmonton, trading Connor McDavid would have been bigger than both of those things. Yes, but off ice moves. <laughs> yes, but it is fun now watching the standings because the Oilers are. Cl- I mean, they need help. They, they, and, 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 and John's John right. Put, John yeah. put it great. But at least. It, at least at this point, it's not death march. No, and it's w- not fourteen points out, and you're losing five two every game, and you don't care. Well, it, it's funny. It's going to make a lot of people turn to sports apps over the next little while. They'll be out for dinner with their family, and you'll see them looking down to see how Minnesota's doing against Nashville or how how Colorado's doing in LA. Stuff like that. It, it's fun, and this is what. We've missed a lot in the last decade here in Edmonton is, is is the last month before playoffs starts, the importance of games all around you, not just when the Oilers play, but the mm-hmm. importance of other games. They're, they're, they're putting stress on other teams is what they're doing. The other teams now got to continue to win. They, nobody's going to be able to backdoor their way into the playoffs this year, and, that, and that's good. You're going to have to win your way in, whether it's Minnesota or Colorado or Arizona or whoever. You're going to have to win your way in, which – Whoever plays those teams in the first round, whoever that team is, it's a little scarier because it's a team that's playing well that makes the playoffs. Don't forget, you can get more on 630Ched.com. Our next Oilers broadcast is Thursday. They're back home. It's time, time to start taking advantage of home ice. They're under 500 at Rogers Place this season. They're back up to 500 on the road. The final verdict tonight, come from behind, Edmonton 4, Buffalo 3. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. The game against Vancouver on Thursday, 5.30 face-off show, and the puck will drop at 7. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 until 8. Oilers Hockey is presented by Osmond Auction. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Have a great night.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.